Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. I'm here. Uh, we're going to talk about, well, okay, anime. We're going to talk about anime <laughs> in a bit. A little bit, yeah. Little bit. I'm I'm stoked, actually. <laughs> That's We have to say that, or else we'll, we'll, there'll be a bunch of uh, animated GIFs in the Discord. I mean, there probably <laughs> will be anyways. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm just going to say I am not faking my enthusiasm. I'm going to say that right now. I actually, you know, a spoiler alert for, you know, further on in the podcast, but I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the, with the Xenoblades. Yeah. We're going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, man. But first, I want I want you to tell me the story of why you're here and not stabbed in an alley somewhere. <laughs> Because apparently you did a thing in the middle of a pandemic that, like, what? <laughs> so, yes, uh, there was something interesting that happened this week. I listened to Discord. Actually, I think our whole top of this show is listening to Discord for some reason. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Although, like I said, you didn't get stabbed. So, good thing? <laughs> I, I did not get stabbed. Um, so, basically, what happened, as, as folks know, I picked up a PlayStation 5. The PlayStation 5 is backwards compatible Literally, my PS4 Pro has been sitting in a box since uh, the PS5 came and and uh, got it all sorted out. Um, and I said on the show, oh, you know what I'll probably do is I'll probably put it towards a Series X through EB Games. They have like a, a deal. And of course, uh, I got to give a shout out to Whirlwind. He latched onto that right away in Discord and said, no, don't do that. EB is evil. Uh, they give you like 250 for the system and then they turn around and sell it for 500 which is the same cost as a PS5. And I know it's really hard to get a PS5 right now, but don't buy a PS4 Pro for $500, folks. Don't do that. It's a bad deal. That's insane. <laughs> it, it is insane. So, you know, I did the Facebook Marketplace thing, and, and by I, I mean, I took the pictures and wrote the description, then Ashley uh, helped me sell it on Facebook because I'm, I'm just, like, notoriously nervous about that stuff. I just don't like you know, doing the marketplace thing. I, I, I know there's a whole system and there's an easy way to, you know, spot like bad apples, but I just I can't <laughs> handle the stress of it all. Bad apples, Ryan. Sometimes I swear you're an 80 year old man. I you gotta know what? spot them bad apples on that face and booker. You know what it is? It's uh, and by the way, it's the Facebook, not not, not that <laughs> whatever you just said. Um <laughs> You know why I say bad apples? It's a, you know, God, this is going to make it worse. It's a Bernstein Bears <laughs> book, okay? And I read it every other day to my kids. And uh, yeah, there's a whole segment on bad apples. Okay. <laughs> and we won't get into it. I mean, what he does is he cuts into a perfectly good apple and it's like, see, it's wormy on the inside. Gross. <laughs> what were we talking about? Um, <laughs> we're talking about spotting the bad apples yeah. on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Anyways. Let's just go back to the part where I we posted the PS4 Pro. Uh, I was nervous. We posted it for like basically what it was going for, you know, on the site. And uh, someone had messaged us, and they, you know, as they do on Facebook, uh, a couple people lowball you. It's like, oh, any games with it? I'm like, no. As the description says, just the system. I'm I'm keeping most of my games because either they're worthless or I want to play them on the new system. And the guy's like, well, I'll give you 150 bucks for it since there's no games. And I'm like, okay, come on, bye. Just move along here. <laughs> um, but we had one person reach out to us and uh, they were, you know, they were saying they wanted to pick up the system and they were, it was a single mom of five kids and she came out to, uh, to the house and I had like the TV outside and I turned it on for them and everything. And I got chatting with, you know, all masks, social distance, all that fun stuff to you know keep safe i love that you even moved your tv outside so you could show her it worked like and and to my defense it's, a, it's a so small, canadian it's a little small <laughs> tv i have it like literally in my office i i can't even remember why i bought it but it's this little tv set it up outside you know she just wanted to see right i get it like it's a lot of money you know and we we did cut her a bit of a deal because she said like you know this is what i can pay and i want to make sure that it works so i said of course we'll test it and i got talking to you know the kid who's who's there with her and he's uh he's really excited and they were saying oh yeah we have a ps3 and it just died so we were looking to get 
like an upgrade and I said, well, this, this thing's going to, you know, give you lots of fun because uh, it's, it's pretty much like the PS4 Pro being like the best PS4 you can get right now. And there's a lot of games you can play. So they were all stoked. I said, you're going to play the Fortnite," And he said, you're old. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I didn't say you, I, I, I kept my cool, you know, yeah. <laughs> I was making a trade here. I didn't want to like, what do they call it? You know, when you, you, you blow the trade or whatever. Um, <laughs> blowing the trade Basically, i don't know <laughs> yeah so anyways it was just a, it was a it, i felt pretty good after that like you know what i i said i you could have given it to eb but at the end of the day I, I think i got a little bit more you know uh in exchange for the ps4 and i think it went to a good home and that's what i said i just wanted to make sure it went to a good home well i was gonna say it sounds like you got a little bit more than you would have if you took it to eb and she got a deal better than she would have gotten if she went and got it like pre-owned at eb so like you just cut out the middleman who really isn't doing anything. No, exactly. <laughs> Why should EB get all your money? I ended up having to, you know, wipe the thing, make sure it was erased and and all that and, and ready to trade. And and I think it, uh, you know, I, I, there might be like some skeptics out there. be like, how do you really know that was their situation? It's like, you don't. But at the end of the day, you just sometimes you get that feeling. And, and again, like I, I still sold the thing. It's not like I gave it yeah. away. I'm not sitting here like saying, oh, I, I did like the best thing. But at the end of the day, I think everybody walked away happy. And I was I was really stoked about that because I remember when, going to EB and doing the trades. Like you just feel kind of like gross while you're in there and then empty <laughs> when you leave. And uh, it's just it's a, it's an unfortunate feeling. And I, I it was the complete opposite doing this. So I was really stoked about that. But now when I, I go to, you know, at the end of the day, go to sell my Xbox One X, like that's probably where because you know xbox fans oh yeah xbox people <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's the real trouble so we'll see we'll see how that goes but anyways um yeah we'll just see how that that was my story it was it was an interesting week <laughs> it sounds like i still i still can't get over that you took your tv outside that's just such a ryan thing to do it's just a small little yeah i felt bad like what else are you supposed to do like take a video of it working and <laughs> i don't know this is this what i just i did what i thought i would want to happen if i was picking up like a piece of electronics you know um, i mean it's fair i just it's just so it's just so ryan it's just so ryan <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean they were happy i was happy i think uh you know every, everyone kind of walked away from that trade and was like they they got what they what they were looking for and i i think they uh kid was stoked because he, he maybe he killed his own ps3 i have no idea um, <laughs> but yeah it was a, uh, it was good i was i was happy with the turnout for sure good uh so what has your return to xenoblade chronicles 2 been like because i feel like we had very similar experiences returning to it but i want to know what you thought first <laughs> well the first few evenings were pretty rough uh that, yes. <laughs> that game is confusing when you don't stop playing. And the story so I was I, I dropped out around middle of chapter four. So I got pretty far. Yeah, in you it. got way further than I did because when I resumed, I'm still in chapter two. Mm -hmm. So I'm still like um there's like this big like feel. So you play through like the first part, which is pretty linear, like where you're like running through a forest or whatever. And then you get out to this like big field and kind of opens up and you get to like the first town. I'm still in the first town, basically like trying to find all my friends. Yeah, I and this, this is the problem. I don't really remember what happened before chapter four. <laughs> yeah. OK, I don't remember why my friends are missing. <laughs> It was like, we have to save. I can't even remember what her name is, but we have to save this person. She's going to be executed. I'm like, oh, I wonder what she did. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, they probably told me in chapter one and I just don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember any. Of, see, I don't remember any of that. And I mean, um, so when I started into the game, like I'm in this area and and the game, the game was released in 2017. So designed over the course of a few years before that. So you can kind of place it in terms of its quality of life that is that is being uh, put into the game. And it's not a linear game. It's an open world game. It's a There are these big areas with huge complex maps with various layers. And the quest system is either you're tracking the main quest or you're tracking a side quest. 
the main quests don't show up in the quest log. You either mm-hmm. it's, it's and it's super confusing. And I'm and I, I thought to myself, well, what's the best way I can do this? Is just ignore everything else and just go down the main line, and then I'll get cutscenes, and I'll know I'm progressing. <laughs> And that was which my actually is okay. So you just kept doing quests until you found one that had a, a cinematic. Well, <laughs> and then you were like, "Yay, now I'm on the right one." <laughs> yeah. Well, once I figured out how to activate the main quest and then get to where the main quest needed me to go, because like it was like, "Okay, you need to go here," and it's like behind a locked door, and I'm like, "Well, there must have been a conversation about how to get on the other side of that door, but I was not privy <laughs> to that." Uh, or I, oh, sorry, yeah, I was that, four years ago. Yeah, four years ago. Yeah, that is that is one thing I think that um, was the most difficult for me is that it basically like they don't recount the conversation. There's no like quest text. It basically just says like uh, you have to find out more information about where the whereabouts of your friend. And I'm like, okay, but how am I going to do that? Like, where am I supposed to go? Who am I supposed to talk to? What am I supposed to do? It took me a really long time because, again, the the town, like you say, had the different layers and whatever. And if you're on the wrong layer of the town, then you don't see like the the um, like the dots on the map, because eventually I got up to the top and then there's all these pink dots on the map. And I was like, oh, those are the people I'm supposed to talk to. I get it. (laughs) But yeah, it was it was difficult. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, like. I ended up, so I ended up looking at a guide um, uh, to kind of place where I needed to go. And I actually had to follow that guide to get through sort of an area to, to get back on the main quest track. Still don't know how I was supposed to unlock that door, but I kind of skipped around it through like this <laughs> other area. And again, I don't know if that's what I was supposed to do or if that was sort of just uh, like a, I don't know, part of the guide. And I was... Um, Yeah. And then I was like, there are these, I remember these areas that had like guys that enemies that were your level and then enemies that were way above your level. Clearly they're not to, um, you know, don't poke the beast, just leave them there. But I was trying to go through this area and there were a bunch of these like level 50, level 80 monsters and I'm only level 35. I had to beeline it. And, but I kept aggroing them and, and aggroing them as I'm running towards what is a, a boss battle. And uh, and then I was struggling with the boss battle because I forgot how to be good at combat. I knew how to get through battles. Oh my God. The combat, Ryan? Oh, it is like, it, it's the one thing that I still, and I've, I've played a few more hours now. It's still, I still don't understand it. Like, and, and I, apparently, first of all, the game is balanced around you having a party. And right now I'm all by myself. So that's kind of like the first and foremost thing is everyone's like, you have to take on stuff that's like levels below you, because if you take on stuff that's at your level, it's going to kill you because it's meant to be like you and two others or three others or however many there are in your party. They're supposed to be like, that much power if you're taking on something at an equal level so they're like when you're just by yourself before you get your friends back they're like you can't take on creatures that are at your same level and i'm like okay because i at first i couldn't figure it out i'm like okay i'm level 12 here's a level 11 i got this and it was like it killed me so fast before i'd even done half of its health and damage i was like what the hell i'm like there must be a block button that i'm missing or something i'm like i could not figure it out i couldn't block i couldn't dodge nothing And then, but it's this like auto attack into like special combos sort of thing type of a system or something, which again, I had completely forgotten. Um, So I was like, I ran into combat and then I'm like, what button do I push to swing my weapon? What what's going on? (laughs) I'm like, why can't I do this? What's happening? Oh man, it's such a fun. And I'm still at this moment in time, not 100% sure how to initiate combat or like how to like switch my controls from like the open world controls to, hey, I'm fighting something now. <laughs> yeah, you know, the controls are one thing trying to trying to wrap my mind around them. And I couldn't find I couldn't find like a key binds or like a, a reminder. Like I looked through, through all the menus and I'm like, I just want you to show me the joy cons and tell me what the buttons do. 
where's where's that screen? <laughs> I don't think it exists. <laughs> well, it funny enough it does, and I accidentally found it by like mashing the D pad just in the overworld. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because evidently you can lure enemies. So I was talking in Discord and just like, I, I'm being I'm being torn apart by these groups of enemies because I lost my tank. The tank left for story reasons. And I had to go through this segment without without my normal tank. So I basically had a damage dealer and, and my healer. And we would oftentimes get overwhelmed. And then the, the checkpointing for that area was really bad. So I basically had to work my way through the whole thing again. And it was super frustrating. Um, and yeah, so if you hit like left or right or up on the D pad, that brings up (laughs) this big, Hey, here's how you control the game, which is super helpful because it, it gives you all the shortcuts for like starting a chain attack, targeting, working through your targets. And by the way, it is crazy to hold like the R button and a or Y to switch targets. Like it's this Mm. MMO style shortcut guide, but it, it is really helpful and you can pull it up whenever you want. Um, and it, and that really helped to kind of remember how everything works. Although by that point I'd kind of just brute forced remembered everything, uh, (laughs) through trial and error. But yeah, I played, I would say I played four or five, you know, three or four evenings about, you know, four, three, three hours each. And, um, was having a really good time getting back into the game. And like the combat, as you said, like it, it feels like it's just this auto battler where you're queuing up powers, but once you realize it's more about burst damage, it's more about building up combos and then bursting through the combat. Because if you just try to outlive your enemy, it's not going to go your way, especially if you are, you know, against a boss. The bosses will burst you down pretty quick, and I think that's where I was struggling, where I wasn't dealing with the enemies fast enough before they killed me, you know? And I think once you kind of get the idea of using your combos and uh, applying sort of, I think they call them uh, elemental bursts, and then starting your chain attack, you can do a bunch of damage all at once. And then there's also like the idea of like the break, topple, launch, smash uh, cycle where that like can stun lock the enemy in a certain degree. I feel like all the stuff that you're talking about right now is like way past me. Cause like, I'm still at the very, very simple, like, Hey, hit your enemy with auto attacks. And then you have one blade that will have special abilities you can use after you build up your power. Like that's the level of combat that has been shown to me so far. (laughs) Yeah. I still haven't done any other stuff. (laughs) And early on in the game, like they are, really taking the first two chapters to really ease you into it because where i'm at there i'm so scared to get past that point honestly i'm like i can't handle the combat right now i don't know how i'm gonna handle it when it gets more complicated (laughs) well i think it's less about being more complicated and more about offering you more tools to deal with enemies and i think that's where i struggled in coming back because i'm struggling to remember how to how all this works and then losing a character that I've had, like you have a three-party system, and I've had three three par- characters in my party for a while, and then suddenly one of them's like, you guys got this, I'm going to stay here, and I'll meet up with you later. And I'm like, no, you're the tank. So I had to figure out how to equip other blades and, and make them tanks and make sure both my characters had tanks to be able to take some damage. And it's, um, it's really, it's like, it's complex. But like, it's fun when you're when you get in that zone, but it can be super frustrating when you're in that zone. And then all of a sudden, one of the bosses uses like a AOE and just wipes your your entire party. And (laughs) and you don't know what happened. Like I'm sitting here like, okay, how did I how did I die? I guess I'll do this again. But still, it would be nice to know. (laughs) Yeah, to get some sort of feedback. Yeah, but I feel like that's like. I kind of felt like it was it was hard to get back into kind of for that reason. It's like I I tried a couple of times and I was uh, like trying to get back into it, couldn't figure stuff out, wasn't sure where I was, didn't know how to do the controls, all that kind of stuff. I picked it up and put it down a couple of times over the weekend. And uh, it wasn't till like you say, like I got in the zone and it, when I was playing last night and I was like, oh, OK, wait. Yeah. Now this stuff is clicking. Now I'm remembering this stuff. Now this is making sense. And I had honestly I had forgotten 
how much of it, at least I don't know if this continues all the way through, but like I had forgotten how much it is like almost like sitting and watching a movie at some points in time. Like I'd forgotten how long and and how much voice acting and everything else like went into those cinematics. There's so much and they're so long in in like kind of a good way, but also kind of a bad way because I was trying to get back into it and they're like, let us show you this 10 minute cinematic. And I'm like, damn it, but I want to go fight stuff. I was just remembering how. That being said, I do think the cinematics, they did a really good job. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it takes you out of that zone. Like I literally just went to go and see if I could find the key bindings and I'd forgotten I had paused it in the middle of a cinematic. So I was like, God damn, I can't even go and check this thing and verify it on the show because I'm in the middle of a 20 minute long anime episode <laughs> yeah the, and you you're right the cutscenes are really well done they're animated really cool and i i think i'm near the end of chapter four so i'm also in the middle of a cinematic and they really go all out with the powers and um and they and they just showcase these characters and these blades in such a unique way through the combat and they all have different personalities you know mm -hmm. This isn't like a Pokemon game where like Charizard's just, you know, running around roaring at people and, and, you know, having an attitude problem. Like these are all characters that just have their own personalities that are interacting with characters in different ways. Um, and there's also like a lot of anime stuff. I, I And you can't you can't video clip in this game. Um, the game came out so close to the Switch's launch and you see that performance hit when it's in uh out of docked mode i've been playing in dock mode and it looks fantastic but i pulled it out of dock mode and i'm like oof wow they really had to bring the resolution down on this thing to get it run in docked or undocked mode yeah which is how i've been playing because um yeah so uh, i had laser eye surgery years ago now in like 2014 i think but um it turns out that your eyes you just they still change when you get old so uh, i need glasses again <laughs> so i haven't been able to play stuff on the tv because it gives me a headache like i have trouble like reading like different like prompts or, or like quest text and and closed captions all that kind of stuff i can't read on the tv in my living room so i'm like well at least this is on the switch i can play on my switch and i can do it in handheld mode but you're right it does <laughs> like there's a big difference from what i remember quality wise and like resolution and stuff versus like handheld mode <laughs> it's a big difference yeah, and you, you might be able to, uh, I don't know if, uh, probably the subtitles you could do this for, but you might be able to boost, like, the size of the subtitles in the settings. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. Like, I, I know, I know, but I, so I had to stop playing Assassin's Creed because I couldn't read it, and I was, like, sitting, like, three feet away from my TV, and I was like, this isn't good. And I had boosted the size of the text to the biggest option. I was like, okay, I'm playing in old lady mode and I still can't read it. God damn it. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. Handheld mode for now. Yeah. Y yeah. <laughs> well, you know and what? It's okay because I get my glasses in like two weeks. So then I'll be able to get back to playing things on the couch. Oh, but yeah, go. old lady mode. Um, were but you yeah, just making so, fun of me for being old? Like, what's this? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, God. I'm ancient. Now who's, now who's the, uh, <laughs> the whipper snapper or whatever they say? Uh, <laughs> that's not is it. Uh, you're not helping your cause, Ryan. You're I not know. helping you know your what? cause like, at it's all. Just, uh, I, I, have no, I have no defense. Um, <laughs> what was it? Uh, we were talking about, yeah, in docked mode. Talking about docked mode versus versus TV mode. But yeah, I, cu I, couldn't, um, I couldn't take video clips of the game. Which is unfortunate because I, I think I got the cutscenes one of like one of the more famous like gifts where I think Nia the the cat lady she like calls uh one of the enemies are fighting like a one eyed monster and then Rex like is like pause pause you know what that means right you know what that's for <laughs> and then she's like no I don't know what you're saying but he's a one eyed monster he's got an eye patch he's a monster <laughs> and oh Mister why are you blushing and then it like goes into anime like slap and then he hits the screen and it breaks and then the battle starts. Like there's a lot of that <laughs> in this game and I it works. It works for it works for the game and it's it's just it's really playful like no one's taking okay, it really that seriously. I was going to say I just got a cut scene where uh one of the little dudes like made his own blade cuz he wasn't able to like activate the crystal or whatever so yeah. he made the first artificial one. 
and it like comes to life and it's like a sex bot and then he's gonna, like oh yeah the, my grandfather programmed her that way um and then like the closet is like open and it's all these little like japanese schoolgirl outfits and stuff and i'm like what is this game yeah. <laughs> and, like, and the other characters are like well that's awkward moving on i'm like do we just move <laughs> on from this <laughs> yeah because he's gonna be a permanent part of your party for the rest of the game and uh yeah his, his like i think i'm at the chapter where you learn like his his father uh, also built robots and the grandfather built robots and then yeah it uh <laughs> and it gets real weird and you're like crappy no there's like multiple Why? robots and then there's like a larger <laughs> robot but they i don't know it's it is what it is i guess in in this <laughs> game but i remember when that happened there's a lot of that like and um you know there's i was playing the game and, and ashley was walking into the room and i'm reminded of one of the more annoying things about this game is that everybody has to say something at all freaking times and it's just like non-stop you like do there's this little mini game where you can send your blades your extra blades out on like little missions and it takes time mm-hmm. like in world time yeah and when you do that and they come back they all say something you all you have to prompt through and it's like we did it it's like my blade's the best and uh <laughs> i i got a donut i don't know like i can't really remember what they say but but it's all nonsense and but it's, it's all every like, time yeah prompt yeah. prompt prompt and then you're in combat and it's just like i want to mute this because like everything everybody is just yelling what they're doing and i know this <laughs> well, was like criticism. the collection points it's the same thing every time you go to a collection point to get wood or whatever and he's like wonder what's in here come out come out come out come out come out come out I'm like, shut up oh my god stop. just don't it's jump just wood <laughs> whatever you do don't jump because it's huh, uh. <laughs> and it's like okay buddy you need to get your legs checked because that's not how you jump and also that's not how you sound when you jump there'd be some variation to it as well you wouldn't just be uh, uh. and uh another another thing is like you're walking around and then when there's silence it's like the characters know that and then they like it kicks in this like <laughs> it kicks in this voice and one of them was like uh Mithra, who's uh, well, it's it's a bit of a spoiler, but uh, basically, okay, yeah, don't because I you are a couple chapters yeah, ahead of me, so don't. So there's this character uh, named Mithra, and those who are playing will will understand this, and and basically, she's very similar to to Pyra, and she's just like Rex, stop staring, and then Rex is like, I wasn't staring, you just keep entering my field of view, and it's like, guys, can we just focus on the mission? And I don't know, it's uh. The game has its issues, and but it's it's still a lot of fun. It's uh, it's still a lot of fun. The combat's a lot of fun. The cutscenes are really cool, and I I kind of want to keep playing because I don't want to go through this pain again. You know, I don't want to have to push through. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's kind of where I am too because I feel like it's an engaging game. It's not like anything that I play very often. It is really complicated. There seems to be like a lot of systems and maybe like a lot of like crafting. I seem to have a lot of like stuff in my inventory that I don't 100% remember how to use. So I'll probably have to like you did go and check a guide at some point. Yes, I used there's this handy YouTube video that was essentially like a essential tips and I and I put in the discord and I'll, I'll link it if there are the others who are looking to get back into the game. And then I also use the IGN walkthrough to just kind of find where I was and push me through that sort of speed bump of like not knowing where to go and not just... knowing what's going on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then getting back. I think on I track. got lucky that I stopped in the middle of a town. So like it was pretty obvious that at least what I needed to do was in that space. So, you know, like it, it took me a little bit to to figure out what what was going on and what I needed to do. But when I did, then it was pretty easy to jump back in. But there's a lot of side quests I've noticed. And any because I, I literally looked it up. I was like, why can't I kill anything in Xenoblade Chronicles 2? And it's like, it's because you're a solo party right now. You shouldn't be taking on enemies. And I was like, OK. And they're like, yeah, literally don't do any side quests until you get your full party. I'm like, they don't tell you that anywhere in game. And that would have been really nice to know because I felt like I was just terrible at video games. Uh, also you have to remember and again like this game does some really unique things that make it more fun and then it tries to do unique things that are just kind of annoying 
And one of those is you don't level up. You only level, you, you gain XP and it's stored in like this bonus container. And then you level up by going to the inn and sleeping. And I thought, oh, well, surely there'll be some like micromanagement that I have to do. That's why they're making me go back to the inn. Nah, you're just hitting a button, choosing the level you want to go up to, which of course it's the highest. And yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's how you level up. Which, it's like, why? Is there a way to... um like to know how much xp you have and if you're ready to level up uh yeah if you go to the character screen you can see from what i remember you can see how much it takes to level up but like there's a level up prompt like if you get enough xp it'll say like hey you leveled up but you haven't you have to go to the inn and sleep and then you level up because i i basically like went to the inn and went to sleep and was like i wonder if i'll level up and then it was like ding you're 12 now and i was like sweet i was like there's got to be somewhere where it tells me how much because i was just like i've been running around for a while i've killed a couple things i finished a couple quests i'm like i feel like i should probably have leveled at this point so i'm gonna go to the inn and see what happens and sure enough i had a level and i'm like there's gotta be something i'm missing here yeah it's weird. There's a lot of these like systems. Again, there's a lot of systems. There's a lot of screens I found. It was like, here's your this inventory and your that inventory. And this is where you manage these things. And this is where you manage these other things. And I'm like, wow, you're intense right now. Zeta Blade <laughs> right in my face. Can you maybe just back it off a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Like I was so I was like so overwhelmed and like just with all the complexity of stuff and not knowing how to do combat and not being able to kill stuff that was at my level. I almost almost deleted my save and started over again because I was just like, oh, man, I feel like maybe I just need to play this through. And then I was like. You know, you played like five hours of this before. You probably don't want to set yourself back that much time. Like, I know it's like a hundreds of hours type of a game and it's really big. And in the grand scheme of things, five hours is nothing. But it's like, you can't just talk about the tutorial again, Jocelyn. You need to get further. You need to figure this out. (laughs) I thought about starting over as well because it was painful to to try to remember everything. and try uh, to pick it up. Yeah. But it was... It was worth it. I really enjoyed returning to this game. And I, and I, and again, like I said earlier, I want to figure out a way to kind of keep this thing on the back burner so that I don't lose what I've gained in just remembering how to play. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think I'm better. I'm, I'm at a point in the story where things are happening and I can see that if I was in the first chapter, it could be tough to push through with. I mean, not that there's a lot coming out, you know, like, in the next couple of weeks, there are some big titles, but you know, one's PlayStation exclusive and it's going to cost a hundred bucks. So I'm kind of staying away from it for now. Um, and <laughs> Wait, which one's that? Scary. Uh, Returnal. It's the house mark. Oh one. yeah. Yeah. It looks really cool, but I just, I don't know if, I don't know if it's a hundred dollars. Cool. You know, it's, yeah, the, I don't think there's anything wrong waiting with review, waiting for reviews and seeing what people say. And I am, Totally on board with you. I've seen a couple of my streamer friends now who have said that they're going to be streaming um, Resident Evil. And I'm like, good. I'm going to watch you play because I don't think I can actually play myself. But I'm excited that you're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I've, it I've... looks really cool. Like, it looks like it has an awesome villain and a cool story. And it looks just spooky and scary. And, oh, man, I really want to... Okay, I almost said it, and this is really how I feel. I really want to see it. Like, it's a movie. Like, I really want to see that. I want to know what that story is, but I don't think I can actually, like, move a character through it. (laughs) Yeah. Resident Evil 7 is kind of, uh, it's got to be available. I think it's on Game Pass. So if you wanted to get an idea of what 8 is going to be like, that's a really good sort, well, being the, the, you know, the preceding game to that in that series. But... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I'm not. I'm not looking to spend a hundred, uh, like a hundred dollars to be scared and really scared, not just like ah, you know, but like stop playing scared. Yeah, and I know that the first person view of Resident Evil Seven uh, did not do it for me. It was it was too scary, and and the puzzles were really cool, but they were they were in between really scary moments. I think it was a whole family in Seven that was coming after you. And, uh, it was, it was not fun. I don't know. I think in, I think in eight, like the demo has been set up more to kind of showcase like a, like the village sort of approach similar to Resident Evil four, where it's, um, 
it's just this like, oh, this is hapless village that, that is trying to exist in, in peace. And then all of a sudden all these monsters show up and I kind of dig that. Like there's like a little more, you know, like relatable other, other relatable human characters as opposed to just all these like crazy people coming after you. So should, are, are we just jumping into the news then? And you want to talk about the demo? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, okay. <laughs> but no, I, I guess before we move on, like, I don't know, like, are you going to keep playing Xenoblade Chronicles too? Like I hate to, you know, I am, I am actually, I, like I said, off the top of the show, I'm really enjoying Xenoblade Chronicles too. And I can see all the work that went into it and I feel like it's a game I could really get into. And I think I struggled with it in the past because I just had so many things that I was trying to like keep up with and manage and stuff. But like now I've hit legend in Hearthstone and wow is in the biggest content drought that the game has ever had. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't have anything else to play right now. I think I could get into Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Even Dead by Daylight is between rifts right now. So rift is like the battle pass. So they're like between seasons. So there's challenges to do, but it's not like the timed like seasonal battle pass thing. So like I have a really good content lull in games right now. So I could play Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like I the perfect storm of video game time. I'm I'm kind of just excited to be playing the Switch again. I, I think I've, yeah. I've been playing a lot of traditional Nintendo games, and I just I'm interested in playing something different. And and I think that's what I'm always looking for. Is it like, is different? Yeah, it's a it's a lot different than anything else I've played lately. So I think that's also why I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, and I don't think there's anything else coming out anytime soon that is in that vein, like that JRPG gotta play this type thing and, I, and I, i've i've learned how to play the game again so i can't stop yeah right? you can't stop now <laughs> no i'm not doing this again <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's part of it too definitely but uh so yeah you guys can look forward to uh xenoblade chronicles 2 talk on the next like five episodes of the gamers in so strap in for that but uh, it's their fault. They did this. They did do this. They did do this. And uh, they did it through the Discord. So if you guys want to join in the conversations over there, tell us what anime games to play. You can join the conversation at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. And if you like the content that we produce, then head on over to patreon.com slash the gamers in. We're looking for our next featured patron. So if you want that to be you, again, the address is patreon.com slash the gamers in, which brings us to the news, which is Resident Evil, <laughs> the village's second demo. Um, so they originally it was smaller, but now it's going to be around for a whole week. Yeah, I didn't realize that the uh, the the full second demo. So it was kind of parceled out. There was a 30 minute segment exclusive to PlayStation platforms um, two weeks ago. And then another 30-minute segment last weekend, which I missed because it was only available for eight hours. And I completely, I woke up Sunday morning and I'm like, shit, I forgot to play that stupid demo. <laughs> it was only available for eight hours for, you know, and... Uh, that is kind of weird. That's it, kind of weird. It makes no sense. Like, there's no connectivity thing. It's just, it's... <laughs> It's really odd, but it's artificial scarcity of a demo. Like, yeah. Yeah. Of a demo. Yeah, exactly. Like, ugh. Game companies. It feels like right now game companies are just, I don't know, just doing really weird things to just try to be like for the sake of being different, like to just try new stuff to market their games. And I'm just like, ugh, what? Stop. It's weird. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're going to put out a demo, put out a freaking demo, make it available till your game's available and then sell your freaking game. Like, <laughs> exactly that just seems like the right move and what happened was i didn't realize that the the demo that was going to launch on may 1st so this weekend was also an eight hour window demo <laughs> of an hour and capcom today tweeted out that like oh we've heard the player feedback and we're going to make it available for a week up until the release of the game which is i thought what which is what i thought they were doing you know the other ones were just like oh this is just like little bonuses for PlayStation players, and it's a small window as to not piss off the other platforms, makes sense. It's a special bonus for an exclusive platform. Um, but, you know, it's like they're, they're coming out and be like, hey, we heard you. We're going to make this demo like every other demo in, in existence. Like a demo, yeah. <laughs> we want you to try our game. 
You know, and it's so funny because, like, there's so many games that go into, like, early access years before they launch. And this is, like, the exact opposite where they're like, hey, we're going to give it to you before launch, but only a very small piece and only for a very small time. It's like, well, then why? Why don't I just not and instead play the game when it comes out? Like, I don't know. It's just it's this weird in-between that I'm like, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Resident Evil, no. Well, you're now doing it wrong. <laughs> you'll be able to play uh, for that entire week. So Saturday night, I'll be gotta, able to watch. <laughs> you'll be able to watch. Um, if you got other plans on on a Saturday this Saturday, uh, or you just forget, guess what? You'll remember. You'll wake up Sunday morning in a cold sweat and be like, Oh no, wait! Capcom changed their mind and they're smart now and they decided to do it like a real demo. And then you'll and then you'll keep forgetting and it'll be damn it I missed it and so I I think that uh, this is a good move it should have been the move to begin with it's honestly what I assumed they were doing um, <laughs> so yeah it's it's good news all around I I can forget about it on Saturday and still play it so it's the full hour demo half an hour of Village which is what I played and half an hour of Castle which are sort of the environments and the different gameplay modes um, Village is more like puzzle story oriented and then castle is probably the sneaky parts where you're trying not to get captured by the tall vampire uh, okay. lady okay and tall vampire lady she's so cool every every little snippet i see of her i'm just like man she's an awesome villain like i really hope that's our dead by daylight killer i really really do i think she'd be so neat but it'd be nice yeah and, i mean would honestly fit in with the, I the think it's the best uh, marketing. I think it's the best marketing choice personally. But uh, yeah, so uh, Village is coming out soon. If you guys are interested, demos available starting on Saturday. Uh, Super Mario Party also got a patch, and uh, it's been <laughs> it's been two years since it's been patched, and uh, so it just got one, and it added more modes. So I haven't played Super Mario Party in a while, but I actually never played it online i always play it with matt and in the in the before times with like family and friends when they would come over so uh granted it's been a while since that has happened but um i've still played it with matt though he always beats me and it's really frustrating but um i love mario party so i'm glad that it's still getting support yeah well the big news here is that when super mario party launched on switch it was kind of just like let out it was like here's the game and we're not going to and we're not never going to speak of this again and <laughs> this is coming in a time when nintendo has classically supported all of their first party titles uh with post post-launch content um and super mario party got nothing so so essentially the biggest criticism that i had of super mario party when we talked about it on the show was that there was no online board game play or mini games there was one mode for online and it was this really just like play random specific mini games, I think it was. But what this adds is like we can get together and do the classic Mario Party board game online, which is what should have been in there at the beginning. But we have it now mm -hmm. during this pandemic. So it's like it's kind of a good addition. And maybe they saw an opportunity to add this and, and uh, decided to put it in the game as soon as they could, as soon as they realized, like, oh, people are going to need some party games, you know, and we didn't put online in this, so we better better work on that. Um, mm -hmm. But I, <laughs> I traded in my copy. <laughs> so oh, no! a long time ago, <laughs> because the game, I, I was like, I'm never going to play I mean, this. It's so, I know, but it's so funny, because, I mean, like, we've talked so many times about the difference between, like, having a, a physical cartridge versus download. Like, I still have Mario Party, because of course I do. Because I downloaded it, like yeah. I can't trade that in. So um, it's like it's funny in that way because I I see this and I'm like oh cool like support for a game I still have and you're like oh I sold that yeah <laughs> like are you gonna get it again like or no <laughs> I, I might I might get it when it's on sale because like here's the thing like I think that uh, I think with online it adds some interesting potential because like I would love to do a Mar I love Mario Party it's all I played. You know, with my brothers, like when we when we were actually all playing video games together, and I remember like playing the N sixty four game and getting like blisters on my hand from having to do like the the spin moves. I can't even remember what I, I remember. The, I remember how much it freaking hurt, but I don't remember what the mini game <laughs> was. And I'm sure if you search up like Mario Party blisters, 
be careful. But if you do, you might find out which <laughs> mini game it is. Um, I also remember bumper balls. So that was a classic. <laughs> Are you all right? Yeah, fine, fine, okay. fine. Oh my god, I just <laughs> Google it with safe search just, off. Don't yeah, bing it. Yeah, I just love, I just love your like disclaimer of like you can look this up, but be careful. It's probably a sex thing. <laughs> look, you just gotta be careful. You add blisters to any search, and things can happen. <laughs> Oh my god. Maybe there's like a WebMD page for like Mario Party blisters. It wouldn't surprise me. It was like an <laughs> epidemic. It was bad. Um people will understand what I'm talking about. Uh Yeah. Uh, but but uh yeah, so they've added this online play. I could totally see some fun like for Extra Life doing like a Mario Party segment and the online also adds like play all the mini games together. Choose a mini game and just play a mini game online with your friends. And I think this is what people were asking for when the game mm-hmm. launched. It's what I was excited for, but then found out wasn't there. Because really, it felt like, okay, the Switch, they're charging for online now. They're going to put this in every game they can. It just makes sense from a business perspective. And they never did with Mario yeah. Party. And it just seemed like the logical answer. Um, so I'm glad they got around to it. Me too. And I'm looking forward to, to like you said, using it for extra life and stuff. It just... Um... Like adds another game to our to our list. So yeah, and a new platform too, which is nice. It's nice to get off the PC. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we don't always uh, we don't always have stuff to play over on the Switch. So yeah, I think this is great. I'm glad that they did it, and uh, I'm sure we're gonna play some more of that this year. In you know months and months and months from now, when we're doing extra life things yeah. again. Um, one more piece of news that I wanted to mention because it, as I told Ryan before the show, um, it's kind of been exploding on my Twitter today. And I think it's because uh, because of, of covering Hearthstone, I have a lot of people in the kind of esports space, even if they aren't in Hearthstone anymore, they've moved on to, to other games or, or whatever, but they're like in the general esports space. So um, there are two people, one who used to work for Dignitas, one who used to work for uh, the esports branch, branch of the Houston Rockets have launched the Esports Certification Institute. And I'm going to try really hard not to be like super snarky and negative about this news story because uh, I don't know. So, okay, it has a lot of backing from like big name esports people who I either like know personally or know of and know to not be jerks in the industry. Like there's some people when you see their name attached to something and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's probably a scam. (laughs) So this doesn't give me those vibes necessarily just because I see it backed by those people. But if they weren't there on this like advisory board, I'd be like, oh, my God, this is the biggest scam of all the scammy scams. Like this is just scam everywhere. Because, okay, they have created the Esports Certification Institute. It launched today. You take an exam. It costs you $400 US to take this exam. And when you come out of it, you can call yourself an ECI, which they are saying is the best way to get a job in esports. And they make a lot of claims on their website without anything to back it up. They're like, for every esports job, there's thousands of applicants. I'm like, maybe, but also maybe not. <laughs> like, I think it probably depends on the job. Like, they make a lot of, like, big sweeping statements. It's not proven in any way, shape, or form. And they don't have any companies that are backing them and saying, yes, we recognize this as a an official certification. We would hire an ECI over any other applicant. Like there's none of that. There's none of that whatsoever. And I've seen some of the questions that have been like screenshot, like obviously, oh my God, the memes are strong. The memes are strong. But even like the legit questions that are like screenshotted from the test are very odd. They're like, so apparently there's a, there's like a, a section on statistics and I'm kind of like, okay. And then there's a section that's kind of like general esports knowledge. Like, what do you know about games that are esports? What do you know about existing like teams and clubs and stuff? And I don't know. It just, it seems like this 
like I'm not even 100% sure what they're certifying with this test. Like I'm not sure what they want me to know or prove that I know. And the other thing is that like esports is just so broad and varied. Like someone casting Rocket League is not going to have the same skill set as somebody casting Hearthstone who's not going to have the same skill set as somebody casting LOL, right? Like, and they're all casters, let alone all the other jobs that there are under the esports umbrella. So I'm just like, I'm looking at this thing going, oh my God, it just, it seems to me. And again, I feel like this would just be the biggest scammy money grab of life if it didn't have this advisory board. Because like Frodan's on that advisory board and I'm like, I know you and you're not scammy and scummy and gross. So I don't know why you're associated with this because it seems scammy and, and just gross because it seems like it's preying on people who have like a dream of being in gaming, a dream of being in esports and would throw money at this because it also doesn't say like, this is what happens if you fail the test. Like, do you have to give them another $400? Do you get a free rewrite? Do you, like, there's no information like that, at least, like, before you pay the money. Like, on the free public-facing part of the website, I couldn't find that information. And I'm just like, man, there's just a lot of, like, language here where you're making a lot of claims, and especially when it says this is the best way to get hired. I'm like, you do not know that. You've been around for less than 24 hours, you cannot say that you are the best way to get hired. You've not proven that at all. Like, it just, I don't know. It seems like they're preying on people who really want to get into esports and don't have the network and just want to throw money at it and and see if this will work. And I just, uh, I don't know. I also don't understand that if, like, they're saying there's thousands of esports applicants but literally the only requirement for this in order to write the test is to give them money. So if all of those thousands of applicants give them money, get their ECI, air quotes, eye roll, uh, then there's still thousands of applicants and they all have this stupid certification that all you needed to do was pay money for. Like, I don't know. It's just this this whole thing. I think that they're trying to see a like void in the industry because obviously there are plenty of industries out there that have something like this have a specific certification or whatever um and they're, they're trying to create the same thing for gaming and i think that that's potentially valid but i think that maybe their implementation is just like too broad i don't know but mm. and again not backed by any companies like i want to see like big, big, big names coming out and saying like, yes, we would prefer to hire an ECI over any other Joe Blow on the street. And no companies have come out and said like, yes, we recognize this certification. That's a huge flag for, or should be a huge flag for anyone looking to get involved with this. Yeah. I mean, this this news didn't, didn't cross my desk uh, today, but but it's certainly, I can see how it, how it was how it was received, you know, just based on how you described it. And I, I like to think of myself as someone who, you know, doesn't really understand esports, doesn't know a lot about esports. So I, I like to think of myself as that. But also, I appreciate esports. And when I hear about this and I think about it, they are, it really does sound like they're just boiling down esports into this thing that that can be you know quote unquote certified for it's not like you're going through for your you know uh, to be a plumber or or to be an electrician or a doctor or a veterinarian you're you're saying like yeah you're esports certified it's like okay how does an essay and 120 multiple choice question make sure that you're a good personality um for live streams yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. <laughs> like, I can answer like 40 math questions and I can write an essay, but that doesn't mean I would be a good League of Legends caster. I don't know that game at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It just, like I say, it seems way too broad to be useful, I think. Um, and like I said, nobody's saying that they're going to hire these people, just the company that wants your money is saying employers are going to want to hire you. And yeah, that just is a huge, huge red flag to me. So, I mean, like I said, I think they're trying to do the right thing, 
maybe not going about it properly, looking a little bit predatory and maybe should have gotten more than just personalities on board because they also say things like once you're an ECI, you get invited to their discord, you get into their network and you get quote unquote resources, but they don't tell you what those resources are. Like they just vaguely say like, you'll be in the network. And then it's like, okay, so what? I can just like go message day nine and be like, teach me everything you know. Like, is he a resource now? Cause he's on your advisory committee. Like, I don't know. It just, like I said, there, I have a lot of pretty big questions about this that don't seem to be really answered with their public facing information. So but yeah, I don't know. I just don't give them money right now, guys. Just don't give them money. <laughs> no, definitely don't. And I mean, if you are trying to get in just to talk to Day Nine, I'm pretty sure he's too busy shooting commercials with Patton Oswalt and Danny Trejo, so he's not going to answer your your DMs on Discord because he's <laughs> yeah, got even bigger if you fish are an to fry. ECI. <laughs> yeah, this, this oh, seems so wild, and one of those things where you're putting. Like what? It's just an exam. Like it's not even a course, you know, like I could see if it was well, that's like the thing they have like. And so at first I didn't think they have this, but they do have like an exam booklet with like practice questions. But again, like you're not like learning anything. You don't have to like show that you've taken like a, a, a bachelor's degree or gone to college for marketing or like anything that would even remotely be associated with it. Like you don't have to prove any level of education or anything else. It's just literally like, give us your money. We'll give you a book and you go write the test and then you are certified for what? Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I wanted to bring it up because I know that like we get a lot of people talking about how they're like looking to get into like esports or streaming or YouTube videos or whatever the case is like, there's lots of people that want to create content in one way, shape or form. And I just wanted to bring this up because I want people to look at this with a critical eye and not just accept it as fact and start throwing away your money. Because like getting into gaming, getting into esports, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of long hours. Like I worked for DreamHack. It was like it was great. And I love the people that I worked with, but it was a lot of work. And I think like... It's just the kind of thing where I'm like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> like, and you can't, it's, it's, you know why? It's because it seems like a shortcut. That's yeah. what it is. It seems like they're saying, hey, give us $400 and we'll give you an esports job. And it just doesn't work like that. That I think there, I think I just boiled it down <laughs> to what bothers me the most about this is that it does seem like a, a pay to win, give us money, we'll give you a job and nothing works like that. So yeah, like where's the, where's the internship where you have to like work for uh, nothing, getting people coffee. And then anytime you're streaming, you've got like your your foreman standing like below the ladder while you're streaming and being like, mm, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have chosen that card. It's like, you're not helping and you're getting paid more to just critique me. What's going on? Anyways, I, I think that you're right. Absolutely. This seems like it's just, they've, they skipped a couple steps and maybe they have the right yeah. idea, but really like I would have uh, like you, I would have liked to seen some companies on board to be like, no, we're going to look for this in our hiring practice. Yeah, like, and... yeah, we vetted the questions. The, mm. These are actually traits that we want to test and that we think are, you know, worthy of being part of the organization and, and would be part of our interview process anyways, right? So, because then that makes sense to me. That's like them saying, okay, you've done you've done a little bit of work for us. If you're an ECI, we know you know how to do X, which is how a certification should work, but I don't think it does in this case. Yeah, it's expensive and probably needs some fine tuning. And the best way to do that is to throw it to the wolves of the Internet. So uh, sounds like they got a lot of feedback. <laughs> that is true. They will tell you everything that's wrong with it. Don't you worry, ECI. We got your back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for the show this week. Again, if you want to join the conversation over in our Discord, you can at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn Joss Plays. Ryan is at R. Murphy, and don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. Thanks for staying at The Gamers Inn, and remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>